You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Hi everyone, Paul here, and just a quick message from me to let you know that if you are looking to improve the performance of your team, no matter whether it is a work, sporting, or community one, then we've developed some tools to help. On the website, you will find our Thriving Teams Diagnostic, which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Lessons from the Great Coaches podcast. I've learned that you don't do it alone. You learn so many different things from so many different coaches. That's an elite learning environment. Failure is not a problem. How you deal with it is a problem. How to be resilient. How important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. To be a good coach, you've got to give more than you take. What an interesting life it is to be a leader. My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us lead our teams better. We started this podcast because we wanted to have better conversations with our families around the dinner table. In a social media world, where the goal is often to be the star of the show, we wanted to change the conversation and talk more about selflessness, leadership, and responsibility. And the people we knew who best exhibited these qualities were great sports coaches. As the podcast has grown, the great coaches we have interviewed have shared so much insight and wisdom that we decided to create episodes dedicated entirely to the lessons that have resonated with us the most. Today's episode is on the topic of values, and it features audio quotes from a selection of coaches that we have interviewed on the podcast. And just before we go to the episode, if you're a first-time listener, you can check out our library of interviews at our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. And while you're there, if you'd like to help our podcast, which is fully independent and free from ads, you can follow the link to our Patreon page, where we offer exclusive content to our supporters. And now, on to the topic of values. The Lessons from the Great Coaches Podcast. In February 2022... Russia invaded Ukraine, and war came back to Europe. In the aftermath, the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, emerged as a leader reminiscent of other great wartime leaders like Churchill and Eisenhower. He rallied the governments of NATO members with speeches given live from his bunker in Ukraine, 
and in one address to the US Congress said, Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. These European values are listed out in the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights and include human dignity, freedom, democracy, equality, rule of law and human rights. And these words are so important, such powerful forces of motivation that they are worth dying for. Values are central to many of the great coaches we have interviewed. They describe them as being the rallying force behind their teams, the energy which drives their motivation. And in this episode, we explore them in depth. The identification of your personal values and then using them as the foundation of your approach to leadership is a common theme that emerges in our interviews. Here is the soccer coach, Lisa Fallon. I suppose the biggest learning I had was I had to learn about myself. I had to learn about my values and I had to learn about my strengths and my weaknesses and have and understand myself first. And how do I make the personal improvements before I can tackle other things and bring that into the coaching mix? The Rugby Sevens coach, Damien McGrath, echoes a similar view as Lisa. I think values are very important. People say, what are your values? And they'll tell you what they are, but they, they can tell you what they are, but they don't necessarily live them. And yet, if you don't, you cannot, as a coach, lead a manager, move forward. Values are really important. I just think you have to, it underpins everything you do, because then you can set the culture. Then you can be that person that creates the environment that people want to be part of. Tanya Oxtoby coaches in the Women's English Premier League in England and illustrates the point Damien makes by explaining how she coaches from her own values. So so I coach based on my values because if players buy into what we're trying to do as a group and I can help them individually, I think I, that's where I get my most satisfaction, watching them develop. But if we've got players that don't buy in and, and or they trample on those values, that's when I start, that's when I lose my rag. <laughs> so for me, it's really, really important that Everything that I do comes back to those core values of, of trust, of honesty. And Sue Enquist, one of the best softball coaches in the world, explains how the great coaches she has met are anchored in their personal values and stay consistent to them through the good times and bad. I think all those people that you spoke of are really anchored in their enacted values. I think a great way to discern a leader that performs over time in their designated title or just in their influence as possibly a mother or father or sister, brother, aunt, uncle. Because the leadership in some instances is a title and in other instances is around influence. And the one thing that all of those have, one thing that they all share is they actually live their values and reach the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And they don't change who they are, despite the conditions that have been thrown at them, that lends to a great environment to be influenced by. The behaviours you exhibit are an expression of your values. And many of the great coaches talk about creating standards around behaviours to help keep the team aligned to their values. Here is cycling coach Simon Jones. 
Values are good, they've got a role, but you can't necessarily see them. The things that you value, so we rather sort of turn them into more behavioural. So we've got another session coming up a month or so to to go back to ours. But it's about supporting each other, it's about challenging, it's about accepting there's a challenging environment, I think. So which just reminds people of well, if you've not been challenged or you've not challenged like someone for a while, you can observe that behaviour. Some are team-based, some are individual-based. I'm sure the list will grow, but it's more about having conversations about what are the standards and what are the the expected behaviours. And I think quite often people in high-performance environments, it's not a happy family environment. It's not a family environment. It's really, really supportive, but they quite often have high levels of, of challenge as well. So it's getting the balance between a supportive environment, but also one which has got a lot of check and challenge as well. Basketball coach Trevor Gleeson also identified the link between values and behaviours and talked about how your behaviours as the leader influence others. Well, the first thing is for a leader, values and your behaviours every day. It's it's not about do what I say, it's about what you do. And it's like if I say we want to be the hardest working team here and I get into the office last in the office and first out the door, am I really doing the things that I'm saying. We have a pretty strong work ethic here and guys get in early because they want to improve. And if I'm taking shortcuts, that's noticed by everybody. So we follow through with the values and behaviours that we do out of the culture is done every day. It's not one off and, and taking shortcuts. Thomas Frank is a Danish football coach leading Brentford in the English Premier League. He builds on Trevor Gleeson's ideas by saying that the team's play on the pitch is an expression of the coach's values. And he talked to us about the pillars that describe the values he's looking for in the team. I think when you see a team play, I think a lot of the time it's the good picture of how, what a person, what kind of values the coach has. So I'm speaking always about four pillars and, and one of them are hard work. I think we all know in these great performances and these top teams or top athletes, none none of them have achieved anything without hard work. So it's a basic pillar. But sometimes players or coaches don't know what hard work is. I think there's a very (laughs) different opinion of how much is hard work. But hard work is, is a big thing. Second thing is performance. And I would say that Everything you do every single day is, is about a good performance. So you put a good performance out in training, linked with the hard work. You put a good performance in, in, into, the, into the game. Everything is linked on that. And then under the performance, you can focus on different aspects of the style of play. We focus very much on the build-up play or the high pressing, but it's everything about putting a, a good performance out there. Then I think it's crucial that we talk about attitude. And attitude is, for me, is that you are confident. I don't think you can achieve anything as an athlete, coach, anything, a football player without being confident, but you need to be humble. So I love that you are very much confident in your own abilities and your, your own strength, but also you need to be humble because there's a big world out there and there's a lot of tasks ahead or struggles that you need to overcome. And the final bit is togetherness. You can't achieve anything alone. I think if you want to achieve anything quick, you can go alone. But if you want to achieve anything big, you need to go together. And I always value my players' performance in terms of what they, they give themselves, but also how much they give to their teammates or the team. And is that overall performance that is the what I rate high. A word of caution, though, came from the rugby coach, Andy Friend, 
who experienced negative results from trying to push his values onto the team. Yeah, and it was a great lesson. It, you know, it was a, it was a, it's a, it's a tough lesson because you know, I'm going to lose your job, but there was a lot of things transpired in me losing my job there. But as I said, I definitely, as a young coach, I came in and I said, here's, here's what I believe are the five key values we should live, and, and they're good values. The issue was they were anti-friends' values. They weren't the values of the team. So my great learn out of that, I'm still very values-driven. I still have my own values, but I don't try and enforce them upon a group. It has to be the group that finds its own way. And what tends to happen is the group, if you're the leader of the group and you live the values that you, you talk about, that comes through in everything you do. So they pick up on that. People, are, they're smart. They, they work that out. So you don't actually have to verbalise them. The consensus is that values need to be co-created with the team. They need to be representative of how the team aspires to be seen and to be authentic must be consistent with the history of the organisation and the other groups within it. Here is the rugby coach, Connor O'Shea, explaining how they created team values at Harlequins. Well, we sat down, and this goes back again a while with Harlequins, with the players, when I went in there in 2010, and we sat down as a group and said, you know, what do you want out of the, the game? They talked about values. They also talked about how they wanted to play the game and the how they wanted to play the game. So they wanted to play with tempo. They wanted to be ruthless. They wanted to be unpredictable in how they played. But their big one, enjoyment. That funny little acronym came out to be true. And they said, we just want to be true to our values. True, tempo, ruthless, unpredictable, enjoyment. And enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Now, people sometimes say enjoyment doesn't mean you want to win. Oh, rubbish. Like You want to win every single time you lace a boot and play, whether it be tiddlywinks or whether it be a game of rugby at the very highest level or the game of golf against your best mate, you want to win. That's inbred in people. But if you don't enjoy what you do, you're not going to be successful. Justin Langer was the coach of the Australian cricket team that won the T20 World Cup and the Ashes against traditional rivals England. He was also a successful player for Australia. And here he talks about the values of the team. We're going to develop you as a great cricketer and a great person. And we're going to live by these five values. They're not my values. They are values that I've learned in 25 years of being involved in Australian cricket. Professionalism, because I've never met anyone who's great in sport who is an elite professional. We're going to have honesty and we're going to have honest conversations. And they're hard. They're bloody hard. I still get nervous. I'm going to tell a guy later today he's not playing tomorrow and I still get nervous and even though I do it every single day so they're hard they're hard and you've got to but honest conversation and the other thing about honesty is that sometimes whilst being honest to other people is tough you've got to be meticulously honest with yourself you have to be honest with yourself and the man in the mirror and the your conscience and all this sort of stuff but so professionalism honesty learning as long as I've been involved in the Australian cricket team, we've had this catch cry. As long as you get up every day looking to get better, you and we can get better. And we used to say that we were winning. We won 16 straight test matches at one point. And we kept saying, it, as long as you get up every day looking to get better, we can even get better. And the rest of the world's going, oh, Christ, what, better than you and And yeah, and that's what we believed in. So that was the third one, humility. All, most of the great champions, 98 of the great champions I know are really humble, good people. And that's what gets back to the great people bit because it doesn't, what I've learned in this Australian cricket, we could win every single game. But if we carry on like knobs, Australians don't like us anyway. So you've got, and I believe you can have both. You can have 
You can be a great performing team and a very likable team. You can have both. And the last one is that concept of mateship. We're going to do this together. We, not me. We've got to be doing this all together. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We have also interviewed coaches who have created acronyms to describe the values they want within the team. Here is the basketball coach, Jackie Carson-Smith. So when I was trying to think of what my program stood for and what I stood for, it was like, I don't want to be like anybody else. I don't want to be like this program. In recruiting, we constantly have to sell why we're different. And so kind of be distinct is what everything stands for. And it's exactly what I live by. So But the word distinct is an acronym, and then we have discipline, we have integrity, selflessness, trust. It can be trust or together. I switch those up um, depending on what I'm talking about with our girls. Intensity, no excuses, commitment, and trust. When it comes to keeping consistency within the group on these values, camaraderie or fun is often called out as being vital. Here is Justin Langer again. I've always said as a player that the camaraderie within a group is like the glue that keeps everything together, particularly when the pressure comes on. You know, that's something that we I've always thought about as being an Australian, and it's it's something I hope we never, ever lose. That whole feeling, it helps in life, but and it helps certainly in a sporting team. And on the flip side of that, if you get cracks in that, you quickly get exposed. The focus of your team's values is on both aligning behaviour and building a sense of trust. The idea of trust comes up time and time again in our interviews as being the foundation for the environment you are trying to create as the leader. Here is gold medal winning rugby sevens coach, Tim Walsh. I think there's those espoused values in the middle where you can you can adapt to and, and, and bring on, but ultimately on the, the foundation of who you are is, isn't really, isn't really going to change. And it, it is... It's ultimately it's, it's team first. Is like what can you do that's going to make this team better, and that's probably the the biggest the biggest one. And then within the boundaries of that are obviously respect and ethics and, and all that kind of stuff. But team first, 
But without any of all that stuff, you've got to have the trust to be able to deliver that. Once trust has been established, values are able to take root. And through the interviews we have done, there are five values that are mentioned more than others. The first is respect. Here is the coach of the Romanian national football team, Mirel Radoi. So we start to educate from the youngest one that should give respect. You cannot be respected if you don't give respect from the others. So when we speak for when we speak about the respect, first thing that they should know it's whatever who is inside of one room, you have to go there and say hello. From there we start to speaking about respect. Respect for me is not only that while our teacher or our parents learning. Respect it's to respect your enemy. You cannot go inside of the game and to kick one of your opponent without the ball. You cannot go with the elbow. You cannot go to punch someone. It's also that in our philosophy, it's also about respect. Peter Moores coached the English cricket team. But before that, he led Sussex to the county championship. And here he talks about the role that respect had in helping that team win the championship. I think the year before that, we finished bottom of the second division and we had a terrible end to the season. We'd done pretty well halfway through and we suddenly train smashed. After that, we went in the dressing room and it was the end of the season, so we all had a few drinks and everybody sat there and something really special happened for me in that we sort of made a promise to each other that we weren't going to play to win a trophy the following year. We were going to play to win respect, respect of our fellow pros and of each other and how we went about it and how we worked. And that, to me, became one of those moments whereby suddenly we started to do better because the winter was fueled around, don't think about the outcome, let's just work to improve. The second value we often hear mentioned is passion. Here is World Championship winning Australian basketball coach Jan Sterling. So when you talk to me about the value words of being trust, being accountable, It's not about having trust. It's about being trustworthy to do what you're meant to do when you're not being watched. Um, So there's, you know, those core values. But the the biggest one I think is to, you can't go past passion, Paul. You just can't go past anyone who's successful. You talk to any successful person. In general, most people say they're really passionate about what they do. And so that's a big one for me. What you don't want is an athlete who, um, is told, well, you're, you know, you're seven foot two. You need to be a basketball player, but they have no real passion or desire to be that. Um, so they certainly need to be passionate about what they do. And Euroleague winning basketball coach Olaf Langer. One key factor for that was is that we didn't over practice. The European practice culture at this time was two a days, two a days, two a days, which pretty much kills any passion you have for the game because it becomes so uh, so monotonous from practice to practice that there is no passion. So what we did, we practiced less but more intense. And the players really picked up on that because their passion came back, their competitive nature came back to it, and uh, we really excelled. The third value that is most mentioned by our interview guests is a growth mindset. Here is basketball coach Pokey Chapman. And I will say this, as you move up the ladder, when you're coaching 10-year-olds, you're talking about commitment and passion and discipline and, and all those things, and you're teaching them. But as you move up the ladder from college to pros, it gets a, a little bit more refined. And I think in terms of, and, and this is what people always laugh at, I said, it really is about the people. It really is about a growth mindset. 
Corey Close coaches the UCLA basketball team, and she also talked to us about the importance of a growth mindset. So I said growth mindset, gratitude, and being lifestyle givers. I just believe that you wake up every day. And I actually made a speech about this at my high school graduation. And I still believe it. I'm turning 50 this year. And I still believe it to this day, just like I did when I was 18 years old, that every day we have a chance when we wake up to look at the world through the lens of what can I give or what can I get? And it's a choice you have to make because I think we are all pretty selfish humans left to our own devices. But I think the reality is, is that purpose and depth and contentment come from looking at the world through that lens of what can I give? How can I invest in someone else? The value of integrity was also referenced frequently by our guests. Here is elite cricketer and now coach Julia Price. It's that integrity, you know, so that girls know that, you know, what I say that I'll do, I'll actually do and, and go through it. They know that there's a trust element as well there. You know, if they are having difficulties away from the game, that they can come to me and, and understand that it's, you know, it's a conversation that we can have. It's, you know, there's, they mightn't get the outcome that they want, but at least they know that they can have a conversation with me and it, it will be a fairly open and honest one. Here is Brenda Kirkpatrick-Brown also talking about integrity. I think the integrity of your word is critical. The accountability piece that I spoke about earlier That is a connecting, everybody understands whether they admit it or not, that we all have faults and flaws. That's just in our nature. And so the more we're able to communicate that, the relatability, I believe, has got to be there. Of course, you're going to relate on different levels to different kids and different staff members at different times for different reasons. But I think both of those things have to be there in terms of the non-negotiables, honesty and the straightforwardness, your everyday living has to be there as a coach. The final value we wanted to highlight in this episode is joy. This is one that the great coaches speak about frequently in the context of helping cement the team culture, but also to help counterbalance the daily grind that is required when you aspire to excellence. Here is gymnastics coach, Valerie Condesfield. I I believe I learned about the power of joy, bringing it into my coaching. When I started realizing it was important to, to develop relationships with my athletes is when the joy started being infused. And I'm not saying relationship as we're best friends, as we go out to lunch and shopping, that's for their friends to do. I'm talking about the relationship of I know them more than just as an athlete. So if we were in my office and I was asking them an open-ended question, how how are you doing today? 99.9% of the time, the student athlete would respond about how she did in the gym. And I would say, if you want to talk about gymnastics, that's fine. I'll talk about you. That's not what I asked you, but I asked you about you. How are you as a human? The more those relationships developed in that sense, the more trust between the athlete and me there was so when there was friction when there was a disagreement we there was still this foundation of a relationship and trust which is the biggest part of relationship that's when I was able to help the athlete infuse joy into the process of learning I had a a wonderful one-on-one conversation for about an hour with Kobe Bryant the majority of the talk, actually, he started by saying, he said, Miss Val, I don't know whether to thank you or to be mad at you because my daughters 
have Caitlin Ohashi's Florentine like automatic replay in our house. And he says, we literally have watched it probably a thousand times. That switched to us discussing how important it is to infuse joy in the process of learning. And Kobe, I mean, we were just so on the same track that understanding that joy is not being happy. Joy is something internal that comes from you doing your absolute best at something. And he said to me, he says, you miss Val, joy for me was getting up every morning at 4.30 and putting in two extra workouts before the team ever showed up. He goes, I got so filled up with joy and pride that it really didn't even matter if we lost a game, our next game, that nobody can take that away from you. He said, that's my pride in a job well done is what filled me with joy that I was able to bring to everything I did in life. Perhaps the best way to finish this episode on values is to come back to how we started and ask why are values so important, particularly in sport? I think the best answer to this question is provided by the iconic netball coach Lisa Alexander, who makes the link between the values you learn through high-performance sport and their applicability to leadership in all spheres of life. I think it's worked extremely well. I think it's shown the way of how the team can collaboratively work together, how they can work on their leadership skills as people. And this is where I said to them, you know, we should be able to get a prime minister out of you because you're all at the top of your game in your sport. You're learning about yourselves. You're learning how to lead. And, you know, this is what we want you to do, hopefully, when you go back out there. We hope you enjoyed our episode on values and found one or two things you can bring to your own dinner table, locker room or boardroom table for discussion. The key lessons I have taken away on the topic of values from our interview guests are the starting point for any leader is to identify their personal values and the behaviours that both support and detract from these. Then, to find the balance between pushing your values on the group and working with them to co-create values that are representative of your aspirations and are consistent with the history of the organisation. And finally, the importance of cultivating the camaraderie needed to ensure the values are enacted by everyone. Here at the Great Coaches Podcast, we are always trying to learn, so please let us know if you have any feedback. Just like Doug73, who said, great, insightful podcast series. And Biscuit11, who said, I just listened to the interview with Tracy Menzies. Having been an elite swimmer myself and now a teacher, I could relate to everything she said. I loved how the questions were phrased. I really enjoyed hearing this story. Thanks, Doug, and Biscuit11. The interaction with the people around the world who listen gives us great energy. And so if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. All the details on how to connect with us are in the show notes and on our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.